Wretched Radio begins in 3, 2, 1. You are God's little G. You are God's because you came from God. When I read in the Bible where he says, I am, I just smile and say, yes, I am too. God came from heaven, became a man, made man into little gods. We have the potential and the capacity through a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ to know God, but that does not mean we are God. The Bible is very clear. There is only one God, and he will not share his glory with another. It's time for Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. And away we go. It's the Wretched Radio mail call delivery bag Q&A infotainment nationwide extravaganza <laughs> featuring your voicemails, correspondences, communiques, dispatches, Sounded like Elvis 1977. special message for all the kids watching at home? What we need right now is a clear message to the people of this country. You have 1,200 messages. That is a bit above average. Now here's your host, Todd Freakishly Todd. Oh, thank you very much. This is Wretched Radio. Oh, there might be out of the tens and tens of people listening to this here program, maybe one will understand the reference of I sounded like Elvis in 1977. And away we go. Couldn't quite find the note. <laughs> Would you please send us a note? That's right. I use that as a segue. Please send questions, comments, conundrums, snarks, stories, sermons, articles, illustrations, anything wretched. We'd be most grateful if you'd send it to idea at wretched.org. Dear Mr. 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 Sir. Now we are talking. Valiant Friel. <laughs> this is from Justin. He said, recently you mentioned uh, that uh, a, guesstima- a guesstimation of 90% of our problems would likely go away if we had a shared hermeneutic. Mm-hmm. What denomination, if any, uses the correct hermeneutic? Oh, I think there's a number of them. It's mostly biblicists, people who want to understand the intention of the original author. So wherever you find that church, it could be independent. It could be a part of there are Presbyterians who practice grammatical historical. I think they're a little too covenantal in it, but that's just that's just me. Reformed Baptists would practice a grammatical historical interpretive process, which we talk about, by the way, in Herman Who, available at wretched.org. The goal is not trying to figure out what the verse says to me, but what did the original author intend to say to the original audience? And then by extension, either through principle or because I'm a part of that original audience in that I am a part of the Church of Jesus Christ, not of Latter-day Saints. I want to get it. What did he want to say to me? What did he want to say to us? That's what we need. Why? Because God inspired them. So if I want to know the mind of God, I've got to know what the original author was inspired to write. And the interpretive process of understanding the grammar, understanding the history, you could say context, understanding everything about the times in which that epistle or that gospel was written, that will then guide you to come up with the correct understanding of what the original author intended. And there are plenty of people who do that. That could be a question. If you're searching for a church, hey, pastor, what hermeneutic do you use? Oh, that he's going to know right away what he's dealing with. <laughs> now, hopefully he's like uh, grammatical historical and he doesn't go 
Herman who? What? What are you talking about there? That would be a test to see if you are going to be in a church that rightly divides the word of truth. Jimmy! Yes. I got it. That was Mr. 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 Friel? Uh, yes. I, I, I think I've got one. Where are my? Oh, there they are. <laughs> Somebody. You, you got two pair in there. Put them away. Yeah, I know that. So here's what I was titled. Are you ready for this one? Yes. This is funny. This is Jacob wrote in. Dear Billy Abop Third of Sassafras <laughs> County. Then in parentheses, it's my truth. Deal with it. <laughs> and then he shared what was actually in. Get ready for this. A math textbook. When we were just, no, I was watching Road Trip to Truth season one, and John Fabares was talking to two young women at, I believe, Georgia Tech, and he was asking them about morality, and is it truly true? And they said no, and he asked them, what's two plus two? They said four. He said, I think it's 84, and they said well, that's math, because math has a right answer. Well, we recorded season one about two years ago. Apparently, that's changed. This was sent in from Josh from a math textbook. Quote, one of the foundational principles of mathematics is that there is no such thing as absolute correctness. <laughs> what? Then what's the point? Exactly. And put your red pen down, professor. Correctness is relative, which means an agreement is probably a better description of this idea. Oh, I see. So we don't want to declaim definitively that two plus two is four. In general, there's a consensus. We think it's four. So therefore, that's what we'll call it. And that's truthy enough for us. This is math. This is just a small smacking of academia. Ah, that is a terrible taste. This is just the tip of the spear of what they are pointing toward with our kids to abandon truth people agree that certain information seems to follow logically now here's what they do you're, you're, you're maybe will i had to read this twice because it's like huh it's dizzying and i've noticed that's a trend in academia to make something seem right not that we can actually use that word but to say that something is correct or that the new idea is superior to the old ways they razzle dazzle with academic chin boogie they just blast you with big words and cause you to go oh yeah yeah that's that seems right i i guess here's an example of that people agree that certain information seems to follow logically from other information yeah it seems strange until you realize that you run your life according to the concept every day in other words, it rained today. Well, that could be correct or incorrect. It depends on the location. One and one makes two. Not according to the who. Ho, ho, ho! Dated references for 500s. Everything is relative. Everything needs explanation. Huh. What about this statement in the math textbook? Is that relative? Everything needs reasoning. There is no such thing as absolutely correct. Man, they are banging the drum, aren't they? Truth under assault in math. There is understanding and agreement. You can both understand each other, but agree to disagree. There would now be two correct interpretations that may or may not be determined as correct by a third person. Here's the irony. 
on top of this postmodern Sunday, the textbook has an answer key in the back. <laughs> hey, you can run from truth, but you can't hide. Please send stuff to idea at wretched.org. All right. This one is from Mike, who just uses one, Mr. Friel. Mm. He wants to know, Todd, if the mm. Textus Receptus is the best source. Oh, boy. Jimmy, how many crabby emails have you received this week? Um, well, I had more. Okay. <laughs> so send your response to this to Jimmy. The Textus Receptus <laughs> is the book. It's, it's the received text. It is the manuscript that was used for... The King James versions, because there are different versions, the King James version of the Bible. And there is a very large number of people, fundamentalist Baptist, our brothers and sisters believe that the received text really is the inspired text. And it is the only text that we should use. Well, there's a school of study called textual criticism, because we continue to find more and more manuscripts. And I get it. Originally, you initially, rather, you would say, well, that's not good. Because some of those manuscripts don't agree with those manuscripts. I would propose to you it's better that we have a lot of manuscripts because it is only with a lot of manuscripts, which, by the way, are closer to the original author than the Textus Receptus. We can use those thousands of manuscripts to determine, is this the right understanding or that the right understanding? So, for instance, let's just say Nine manuscripts said, for God so loved the world. And one of them said, God really hated the world. Well, you'd go, well, that, no, that's just wrong. And so the eclectic text, which is a compilation of the best manuscripts that we have, and we determine that through textual criticism, when were they actually penned? Is it closer to the author or further? Because the further away, of course, you get from the original source material, the more opportunity there is for error. So in my opinion, the eclectic texts are a more reliable translation than the Textus Receptus. You will find the eclectic text used for translations like the NASB, still my personal favorite, although I certainly enjoy the ESV too. I'm just familiar with the NASB. You will find very, very, very good translations based on the eclectic texts. And as long as you're getting yourself an NASB or ESV, get a study Bible, specifically a John MacArthur study Bible. I'm telling you, you will be blessed. Get one of these books because you will read the footnotes and you're going to keep going. Oh, oh, wow. Oh, is that what? And by the way, if you would like to bless our brothers and sisters in the Philippines, please visit wretched.org slash Bible. We want to send MacArthur study Bibles to our brothers and sisters in the Philippines. And we're going to send thousands and thousands. It will strengthen the local churches that are led by TMAI graduates. If you're not familiar with this program or partnering with the great people at TMAI, let's send as many MacArthur study Bibles as we can, wretched.org slash Bible. This is Wretched Radio. 200, that's right, 
200 Tomorrow Clubs are now up and running again in Ukraine. That means kids are hearing the gospel, they're getting saved, their parents are getting saved, the church is getting strengthened. Not only are the Tomorrow Clubs busy preaching the gospel, they're also very busy helping people. This is our buddy Max in Ukraine. We have created the Ukraine Support Fund. Thanks to our partners, Tomorrow Clubs began immediate assistance to the network of the local churches that became a safe place for thousands of refugees fleeing their devastated homes. Providing food, providing clothing, potable water, a safe place, communication. Would you please consider becoming a ministry partner of the amazing ministry called Tomorrow Clubs? You can learn how you could participate in the spreading of the gospel in Eastern Europe at tomorrowclubs.org slash wretched. Thank you for listening to Wretched Radio today. I could spend the next few seconds telling you things like Wretched Radio can be heard on over 800 radio stations or that the Wretched Radio podcast has had over 5 million downloads in the last year. Instead, I'll let you share things with more eternal value. I have been transformed by your program. Wretched has changed my life. Through your video, God saved me. There is nothing more valuable than one person dead in their sin becoming alive in Christ. And we are truly humbled and grateful God uses knuckleheads like us, but we can't do it without your help. Would you consider and pray about partnering with us in our efforts to preach the gospel, equip the saints, and strengthen the local church? You can get all of the details you could ever need or desire on becoming a Wretched Gospel Partner at wretched.org slash donate. Wretched. Amazing grace. Amazing gospel. Hey, isn't this groovy? Dozens of crisis pregnancy centers have been vandalized or set on fire because of the Roe v. Wade decision. A preborn center in Buffalo was firebombed. A preborn clinic in Gresham, Oregon was hit with an incendiary device. A preborn clinic in Miami vandalized and they're receiving bomb threats. In other words, the battle for life is becoming a battle for life. And yet, the preborn centers continue to open. Support organizations like Preborn and like your local pregnancy clinic that are unwaveringly and without fear opening again today offering free, loving, Christ-centered alternatives to these young women. Be part of the solution. Please join the literal battle for life. Preborn.org slash wretched. Preborn.org slash wretched. Important dates in Christian history. 1206. Francis of Assisi renounces wealth and goes on to lead a band of poor friars preaching the simple life. The 13th century saw the rise of a number of monastic orders dedicated to simple living and social engagement. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Well, this is a good old-fashioned Christmas miracle. This is Wretched Radio, and this is Elvis, man. He's on a mission to find a note. Hello, where are you? 
<laughs> this is Wretched Radio. That was a good old-fashioned Christmas miracle because I pulled up the YouTube machine, played Elvis, and I didn't get a Herschel Walker attack ad. <laughs> That's just fantastic <laughs> these days. I'm so glad we get to have another election because I don't know if you got a lot of political ads in your state. Freel, of course we did. This is America. Wow, the Herschel Walker, Raphael Warnock ads all over the place, and they're back. Sort of like Jason. When they just won't go away. But I actually pulled up the Elvis video, man, and I, I didn't hear any ads for the Herschel Walker. Take it home, Elvis. Comes the big note. That was some work, man. Thank you very much. Please send whatever you'd like to idea at wretched.org. It can include anything that is appropriate. And especially if you've got stories from around the globe you think are wretched, please send them to idea at wretched.org. All right. We, Did you enjoy the concert, Jimmy? Well, I feel like you have an unhealthy obsession with him. With Elvis? Yes. Can you? Uh, can it be unhealthy? Yes. Can it be unhealthy? Uh, yeah, a little bit. When you've identified the most amazing voice of the 20th century. How can it be an addiction well, and an obsession with somebody? Maybe. Back off, Pally! Okay, okay, okay. Don't have an obsession. <laughs> All right, this is from, I'll just change the subject. This is from Megan. It says, Todd, what do you think about uh, the uh, the trend of downsizing and traveling in an RV full time? Oh, right. That's a trend. Uh, it, it is, uh, but... Um, the I guess the 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 bad part about it is, or the backlash to it is, you can't regularly attend a local church. Well, there you just answered the question. Yeah, that's the issue right there. And if that strikes your ear a bit strange, it is because we live in a time when the local church is kind of an optional affair, and we can just drop in. Now, make no mistake about it. You're on vacation. You go to church on Sunday. You can drop in. And if it's a Bible teaching church that uses a grammatical, historical, interpretive process, you'll have sweet fellowship. And that's good. But that's not the same as being a serving member of a local church. Could you say that it is a sin to go a wandering in an RV? I'd be pretty slow to do that, but I would be fast to encourage them to consider the sacrifice that they'll be making and, we have to say, the potential sin they'll be committing constantly by not being a serving member of the local church. I know it could be argued, not forsaking the assembling of saints, what difference does it make if I'm doing it in Boise or Boston? Not that you're likely to find a Bible teaching church in Boston. The point is, I wanted some alliteration. You're not going to be in the context of a local church where people get to know you. You serve them. They serve you. You will be far more of a consumer, and that's a dangerous place to be. The shepherd sheep analogy is so poignant on this point. Consider the sheep that wanders away in an RV to travel into different pastures. That, that sheep is in danger. First of all, he probably doesn't have thumbs and can't turn a steering wheel. Furthermore, he doesn't have the shepherd to protect him with the staff of authority to use it to defend off. 
to defend against ravenous wolves. You don't have a shepherd. You're out there on the range all by yourself, hopefully driving better than a sheep. But still, you don't have the covering of a local church. So is it a sin to go RVing? No, I, I get that. But maybe, just maybe a compromise. And I'm just tossing this out for your consideration because this is a growing trend. Just sell all the stuff. We'll live out of an RV. We'll travel around. We can do homeschooling. Hey, I can work off-site. I can live anywhere. As long as we got good Wi-Fi, we're in business here. I get that temptation. Maybe this is a compromise so you do not abandon the forsake or the, the assembling of the saints. What if you you can sell all your stuff if you want to, you get the RV, and you travel around, but you do it in such a way that when Saturday night comes, you're back near your local church where you can go to local church. Now, it's going to limit the range in which you could travel. I get that. But if you lived on, let's say, New Zealand, that that small landmass would constrain how far you could go. So why not draw a circle for yourself and say, we'll go this far and no further. And on Friday or Saturday, we need to start driving back so that we can be serving in our local church. Please send your response to that idea at wretched.org. Okay, follow up. What? Follow up to that. I thought I exhausted the subject. Well, what about virtual church? No. <laughs> Two words that don't go together, dry water, cold fire, virtual church. It's not the same. There are a thousand reasons to be a part of a local church. I'm t if you just sometimes what, what I've discovered is that when I'm hearing a problem from somebody, one of my first questions is, are you serving in your local church? And almost always the answer is no, I'm not. When somebody is struggling, it's because they are not plugged in. What are one of the advantages? Well, I actually received an email from a buddy, and this is instructive for us. And this reminds us of the necessity. It's not the option or the encouragement of the local church. It's the necessity of the local church. A buddy of mine wrote me a long letter, and he actually wrote it to his congregation, confessing, I was dry. I, I just... Whew, I had nothing in the tank, and but I went to church because the pastor said, you got to go to church. And so he went to church, and he felt a little better. But at the church, he met with one of the elders who said, hey, how are you doing in your walk? What about those means of grace? And he said, I realized that I've been neglecting consistent daily Bible reading and consistent daily private prayer and family prayer. And he started doing those things. And now he wants to share with everybody, make sure you're a part of a local church. I would be in big trouble today if it weren't for my local church and an encouragement. Participate in the means of grace. That's one example. One example. Now, it was fascinating that my buddy said, that doesn't mean that I immediately wanted to start reading the Bible and pray better. But I did. But I was able to do that by the help of the Holy Spirit because I was being encouraged, because I was being exhorted, because I was meeting with people who would say, hey, how was your walk this week? For that reason and a million others, please be a serving member of a local church. Virtual church ain't. Idea at wretched.org unless Jimmy has another 
Follow-up question. No, I'll let that be it until next week. All right, this one, this one comes from Stephen. Todd, how do I, as a follower of Christ, keep the commandment to remember the Sabbath and keep it holy? <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a banner day here at Wretched Radio, so people are angry at me because I said the eclectic text is better than the Textus Receptus. So all of my King James Version only friends might not be friends anymore. Now the issue of the Sabbath. You can go to wretched.org. We have spent a fair amount of time on this subject. We've done entire TV shows. We've certainly spent a lot of time on the radio discussing this. This is my position on the Sabbath. It's Jesus. You say, what? But it's Sunday, right? Well, it used to be Saturday. That's the actual Sabbath. And that date, by the way, really hasn't changed. We don't see that moving of the calendar in the New Testament. What we see is the local church assembling on the first day of the week, which is Sunday, because that is Resurrection Sunday. Furthermore, we don't see the adherence to Sabbath customs, especially because they were so overblown from Old Testament rabbis. Because Jesus fulfilled the Sabbath, it was a type, it was a shadow. Colossians 2, 16, 17, Luke 24, if you'd like. The Sabbath was about Jesus. When you take a day of physical rest, that's a foreshadowing, a small taste of the forever spiritual rest we get in Jesus Christ who identified himself as the Lord of the Sabbath. That means when you repent, put your trust in Jesus Christ, every single second of every single day is a Sabbath rest for you. And that means the Sabbath adherence that we saw in the Old Testament, uh, I, 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 just, I just don't see the rules. Now, I got a lot of really good brothers and sisters. They're probably not friends anymore after that, but they talk about the encouragement of taking a day, just stop with the, with the working and the activities and spend more time focusing on the Lord. And I endorse that. Furthermore, I just heard somebody say they took an electronic Sabbath. They just cut it. No self, nothing on Sunday. They said it makes an amazing difference. So is there benefit to it? Yes. Is it a law? Not in my opinion. This is Wretched Radio. This is Wretched Radio. I'm Jimmy Hanks. A detransitioner is suing a social worker, therapist, and their respective clinics in Oregon for overlooking her mental health challenges and fast-tracking her non-binary double mastectomy surgery. Camille Keifel announced a lawsuit last week against the health professionals who approved the surgery to have her breasts removed after only, get this, two brief Zoom meetings. That's right, Zoom meetings because that's apparently all you need nowadays to allow people to mutilate their bodies. You know, as nutty as this country has gotten, nothing should surprise me anymore. But honestly, sometimes there are stories that make me look twice. Like Congressman Sheila Jackson Lee from Texas, who has claimed that if reparations for slavery had been implemented, that might have helped to contain the spread of COVID-19. Yeah, that's, that's true. She actually said that on the House floor yesterday to rally support for H.R. 40, which is a bill that would establish a congressional commission to study the potential cost and impact of reparations. I think I could save you a whole lot of time and a whole lot of money regarding the impact of reparations. It's not going to be a very positive thing if it happens. 
Twitter Ace still seems to be healthy and at the absolute core of everything that happens, at least to Democrats in this country. The Pennsylvania House of Representatives voted earlier this week to impeach controversial Philadelphia District Attorney Larry Krasner, a Democrat. Five lawmakers, which included three Republicans and two Democrats with the constituencies in Philadelphia, formed a committee to investigate Krasner earlier this year, and members of the lower chamber voted to remove him by two-thirds vote. And if you're wondering what Krasner had to say about his impeachment, he blames racism. Imagine that. And this should really come as no surprise. The state of California is projected to have a deficit this year after holding on to a budget surplus for the past several years. The state is expected to have a $25 billion deficit in the next fiscal year. The state's budget last year was $308 billion with a $97 billion surplus, and the year before that, the budget was $263 billion with a $76 billion surplus. You know, it's proving to be very expensive to fly women in from all over the country so they can murder their babies in your state. And it looks like the taxpayers of California can't afford that anymore. More Wretched Radio is straight ahead. I'm Jimmy Hicks. <laughs> Books of the Bible God told Hosea the prophet to marry a prostitute to illustrate Israel's unfaithfulness to God and God's faithful love for Israel. When Hosea's wife returned to prostitution and was enslaved, he bought her back and loved her. When you are mistreated and abandoned, remember that is how you treated God. But if you turn to God, He will forgive you. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Well, look at you. This is Wretched Radio. That's the number of the old toll free, which I encouraged you to use to share whatever is on your mind. Questions, comments, conundrums, snarks. And guess what? You did. So thank you. Thank you very much. Keep them coming. one 282 What's the best advice you would give to a young man who is struggling with lustful thoughts and also angry responses? Uh, they might be connected. There is, there is a connection between sins usually. <laughs> I think this line is pretty direct. When you are being thwarted with your desires that are unbridled, you're going to get angry, simmering. You're never satisfied. You're never content. Therefore, you're on edge and somebody can set you off in a heartbeat. So they're probably connected. What would be the best advice that I would give? I don't know that I can say this is the best, but I can think of the first thing that I would say to you. There is hope. There is hope for you. You do not have to be an angry, lustful man. You don't have to. God delights in sanctifying sinners, and he's mighty, not just to save, but to sanctify. And the Bible has all of the information that you need to grow in godliness. And you have an endless resource in the person of the Holy Spirit. So I would, first of all, offer you hope, because most people who have lust that is unsatisfied, oh, you're probably in a really bad spot because you're probably going to look to scratch that itch in places where you do not belong. Be careful, little lies, what you see. If you're looking at pornography, it's going to make you angry. It's going to make you mad because it's not right. And no sin so affects the body 
like sexual immorality. And I think it affects our bodies in a lot of different ways. I think it could manifest itself in a sexually transmitted disease, but it also affects our lack of joy. We feel an ongoing sense of shame. Nothing is right. I'm out of sorts. Everything is like, and when I'm with my family, it's like, oh, if they really knew what I was doing in the dark, (laughs) you can break free from all of it. I would encourage you, particularly, I would go after the lust thing first because it's probably very dry wood that is lighting your anger. Get John Street's Passions of the Heart or get Dr. Heath Lambert's Finally Free. These are two books that will help you understand what's going on in there. Why am I not satisfied? Why am I not content in Jesus Christ? When we go looking to other comforts, and I was I was just musing on this the other day, that there are a lot of places we go looking and we just take them for granted. And some of them are sinful. Others are not necessarily sinful. But we try to run into other strong towers besides God. We try to go someplace to scratch an itch that only God can remove from us. And so alcohol is used. It, it works temporarily. Now, it doesn't work to the extent that it makes the problem better or go away or sorted. But temporarily, until you get a headache the next morning, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be muddy water for you. It won't satisfy. Only the living water can satisfy. We run These days, people are running to marijuana like nobody's business, which is getting increasingly dangerous, nasty, and addictive. And it is causing people literally to go crazy. Why do they go there? Because they're not satisfied in Christ. It can be an amusement. It can be an activity. It can be playing Legos. <laughs> That's right. Plural. So Jim Osman. Yes. He, he thinks he's a Christian, and he sends me this email saying, <laughs> Legos is singular. And that is, and he, boy, he was adamant about that. Oh, he's broken fellowship with us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought he was saved. This just simply <laughs> confirms it. So he left the funniest voice. Oh, what were they? Fate with uh, like? Yeah, he he sent the video. Yeah. <laughs> Explaining you don't play with Play-Dohs and you don't play with Legos. You play with Play-Doh and Lego. Jimmy. Yes. No doubt, you, like every other father, has stepped on a Lego at some point. Multiple, yes. Now, I said, now, notice, a Lego, Uh, singular, indefinite article. Okay, Mm -hmm. yes. What did you yell at the kids when your heel was bleeding? (laughs) Come pick up these Legos. You didn't say Lego? No, I did not. Then you're a heretic, too. (laughs) (laughs) I received that. (laughs) (laughs) Please. 1-877-282-BEEP, 1-877-282-BEEP. Find your satisfaction in Jesus, and you will desire imposters. That's what they are. They're imposters. Pornography, bah, it's, it's a pretender. Come on. You know you like this. Come on. You enjoy this. Come on. Your family's been crummy. Come on. Your wife has been cold. Come on. You, you 
You need a break today. I'm going to give you relief. And it lies. So how do you stop listening to the lie? You know the truth that if you are fully satisfied in Jesus Christ, then you will get your members under control. And that, by the way, includes not just lust, but anger, too. I just wanted to say I really appreciate your talk about Presbyterian. One thing I disagreed with. I knew that was coming. I just had a feeling about that. And I'm okay with that. I'm not a Presbyterian. I've studied it, of course. It is entirely orthodox. I disagree with the covenantal approach. I, I disagree with paedo-baptism. But, hey, if, you, if I were in a town, on let's say I was in an RV traveling around the country because I sold all my stuff and I had to go to a church on Sunday morning and the only good church was a Presbyterian church, I'd happily go. I have happily gone. I love my Presbyterian brothers and sisters, he said before the beep talk continued. That I think you misrepresented a bit, not purposely, but I think that uh, you were right that a big issue that we disagree with is baptism. But I would say you're wrong in saying that's the main difference between Reformed Presbyterians and Reformed Baptists. Okay. I'd say the biggest difference is covenantalism. Baptism yeah. is a under. branch of how we interpret scripture. The root of it being covenantalism for you, uh, dispensationalism, I, I've gathered, yes. I think. I think the biggest thing we disagree with is how we interpret the whole of scripture. Yeah. But that's the... Uh, I accept that clarification, and I, I don't disagree with that at all. May have included covenant. In fact, I think I just did include covenantalism along with baptism. They are connected. There's no question about it. How you understand biblical covenants, how you understand epochs of history, how you understand dispensations, how God is working throughout the ages, because we do see, well, I'll just use my term that I adhere to, dispensations in the Bible, pre-Jewish. Jewish, church, and then the Jews being brought back into the picture, a la Romans 9, 10, and 11. So I think that he operates in dispensations. I do. And for the record, to my Presbyterian friends, of course, I'm a fan of covenants. I'm a big fan of covenants. I, I just I just don't um, apply them the same way that you do. I, I don't bring Old Covenant as much into the New. I'll bring the principles, but I won't try to, I don't want to make anybody mad, so I'm, I'm not trying to, but I, I don't want to try to New Testament, the Old Testament covenant laws. And so that's the difference. Is it a divider that keeps us from loving one another? I certainly hope not. One eight seven seven two eight two. Hey, Todd and team, I just wanted to give an encouragement to all those. An encouragement? But did I also hear an although? <laughs> no, 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 it's, it's encouraging. Although, the whole thing is encouraging? It is. Hey, Todd and team, I just wanted to give an encouragement to all those uh, who are listening to this program, who are faithful, who are sharing the gospel. I just want to encourage them in the fact that last week I shared the gospel with a young man that I work with and I run a Bible study uh, for the Marines here on date. Good on you. We're talking about the law and we're talking about salvation. Um, and he said, you know, uh, last week, whenever you told me just hating someone is like committing murder in your heart, that hit me like a shock into the chest because I always thought I was a good person. Whenever you said that, I remember that two years ago, I told my brother that I hated him. 
And uh, I called him as soon as that Bible study was over, and we had that conversation, uh, and I apologized to him. And I just want to encourage everyone to continue to share the gospel. Oftentimes, we don't see the effects that our evangelism has, uh, but uh, God's word never returns void. Not to one-up you, Mr. Barnabas, but here's an encouragement for you. I can't tell you the exact number, but solving the God puzzle, it is almost gone. The last time I heard, and this was about a week or two ago, we had 7,000 copies out of a million. Well done, everybody. We gave them away. You gave them out together, you know, gospel partner style preaching the gospel well done everybody if you still want to get those sent to you for free even go to wretched.org slash puzzle but you better make it snappy and be encouraged this is wretched radio Hmm, something is happening in the Philippines. Wait, I know what it is. Jesus is building his church. Please meet Pastor Kitu Espiritu from the Master's Academy International in the Philippines. Your support allows us to fill pulpits and transform lives. Pastors are being equipped to rightly divide the truth. People in the Philippines are hearing the truth rightly preached and coming to know the saving grace of Jesus Christ. Jesus is on the march in the Philippines. Souls are being saved, churches are being built, and yet there are too many empty pulpits. And that is where you come in. Would you please consider filling an empty pulpit in the Philippines so that people can hear the word rightly divided? The Masters Academy International training pastors to do just that in the Philippines and 17 other nations. To learn more, please visit wretched.org slash pastor, wretched.org slash pastor. Who doesn't like road trips? Buckle up and get ready because we are back for Road Trip to Truth Season 12. That's friends for three. I know you didn't know how cultured I was, but this isn't about me. It's about Road Trip to Truth and host John Fabares, who are back with an all-new season, tackling topics like the existence of aliens, the authenticity of the Bible, the true purpose for sex, the effects of social media, bumper sticker philosophy, what does it mean to be a woman, what does it mean to be a man, justice, and many other topics. 13 episodes to be exact with experts like Dr. Jason Lyle, Dr. Paul Twist, Nate Pickowitz, Alan Parr, Tom Hammond, and a lot more. So get ready for twists and turns and truth on the road trip to truth season three with host john for it's available now at wretched.org or roadtriptotruth.org confession normally numbers aren't my favorite subject but these numbers make me happy MediShare is affordable biblical health sharing with twice the satisfaction rate of MediShare members versus traditional health insurance plans. The average family saves $500 per month. Over $3 billion worth of medical bills have been shared among MediShare members, which, by the way, MediShare has been around for a quarter of a century. Don't forget, telehealth is available at MediShare, and it will take you two minutes to receive a quote to see what you and your family could be saving every single month with MediShare. Affordable biblical health sharing. Please spend a very worthwhile two minutes at 844-34-BIBLE, 844-34-BIBLE. 
lexicon. Pneumatology is a study of the Holy Spirit. Scripture reveals that the Holy Spirit is a person, not a force or manifestation, and He is God, the third member of the Trinity. His work is not to provide emotional highs or show up in glory clouds or gold dust. The work of the Holy Spirit is to bear witness to the Savior, Jesus Christ. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. You never know what you're going to get. Making church signs. You know you love You love our signs. You know you love You love our signs. You know you love Straight from the big guy. We know just what he takes. Like, oh, maybe come down there. So then we put it on the freeway. Please send them their church signs. Why am I asking so politely? Must you? I mean, please keep sending a church signs, good, bad, or otherwise, to idea at wretched.org. Jimmy, I don't I don't know that this is stealing sheep or not, but received an email. Was it Jacob or was it Jonathan? That was that was sharing. Uh, he said that he used to be addicted to Thanksgiving leftovers. Oh, okay. Yeah, but then he quit cold turkey. <laughs> and I thought, I want that guy in my church so that he can be in charge of the church signs because that's usually about how good they are. Church signs don't treat God like your lawyer and only call him when, when you need him. Okay. Well, yeah. Okay. I like convicting signs. I I maybe could have been a little snappier, but okay. That's that tells people, hey, God isn't just nine one one. Like he's 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 not like a parent who never hears from his children and just longs for us to give him a call. Prayer is such a privilege. Wow, can I forget that? <laughs> We're talking to God. It was last night, if I'm not mistaken, two nights ago, whatever. I was driving home and the sunset, I'm telling you, Georgia sunsets, they are spectacular. The clouds here. I come from Minnesota. I don't know if you ever picked that out, but I come from Minnesota, land of 10,000 lakes there. And the sun, the clouds are, they're, they're just always kind of low-hanging blanket of clouds. In Georgia, I think it has something to do with the mountains. These massive, like romantic period of art, clouds, those big cumulus nimbuli, the big thunder clouds. Wow. And I was looking at the sunset and it was as if God took his great big divine paintbrush and spread red across the sky with with a light amount of paint. Do you know the look that I'm talking where it's it's not like a solid, it's not totally covered, but it's like whoosh. And then the sun was far off and you could actually look at it without your eyeballs burning out of your head as if you're on your cell phone for too long. And I thought, whoa, I get to talk to him. And yet, how unfervent are my prayers? And yet, how little asking, seeking and knocking do I do Oh, that we remember that prayer is such a privilege. You get to talk to God, the one who can actually do something about your issue. Why do we go run in every place else to try to find some sort of solution, typically with ourselves, when we've got the throne room of God accessible to us? Church sign. Paul back into church this Sunday. There it is. There it is. There you go. 
There we are. Back to our fall trend. What are we? Let's be profits for a moment. Why not? A lot of people are. In fact, if you'd like to be, you can get your online profit degree. It's available, I think. For, is it a Black Friday sale coming up? <laughs> it was $49.99. I think you can get it for just $19.99. Really? You can be ordained a profit. What you could be. What are the winter signs going to be? If you think it's cold out, wait till you get to. No, that wouldn't work out at all. Uh, uh, um, I'm looking this up. Oh, no. I'll bet there are. Whilst you're looking it up. Check signs. Friends don't let friends die without Jesus. I like that. You know what? I don't hate the lawyer one, and I don't let hate that one either. That is a that is a church sign that is aimed at Christians and in, in a goading. Hey, real friends, don't let friends die without Jesus Christ. Remember Penn Teller? He was given a Bible by a guy who had the courage, and he said he was polite. He was complimentary. He was very Pauline. He met Penn, I guess. Penn, which uh, which is the one that talks? That's Penn, right? Penn Gillette. And he said, hey, love the show. You guys are amazing. I understand you're an atheist. I'm a Christian. I, I, I have a gift for you. I'd love to give you this Bible. And I believe he tried to evangelize the magician. And his comments afterwards, whoa, you talk about convicting. You remember these words if you saw the original clip. This has got to be 15, 20 years ago. Penn Jillette said, you've really got to hate somebody. If you think that they're going to die and go to hell and not tell them about Jesus. Whoa, that snaps. Jimmy, you got winter church signs yet? Uh, yes. It didn't take long. No. Uh, feeling gloomy? Come inside and enjoy the sunshine. Oh, yes. <laughs> in the dead of winter, uh -huh. embrace new life in Christ. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, all of these are about sunshine. Well, you've only got so much to work with. Yeah, too cold to change the sign. Come inside for message. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I actually. <laughs> Je hold on, hold on. Jesus loves you so much. Oh, that. See, you sh why didn't you just end it with it's too cold to change the <laughs> sign? Come on in for the message. We would have been all better off for it. Australian church sign. Live love. There's two laws for you. Be on the lookout for that. I, I think our ancestors were more inclined to remember the categories of law and gospel than we are. We're just not trained the same way. It was said by many of the reformers, the hinge on which the Reformation swings is the distinction between law and gospel. Luther made much of this. Calvin made much of this because they understood law, law, law. It serves a purpose. It's a schoolmaster. It silences. It convicts. It brings the whole world guilty before God. It silences the mouth so that you can't brag about your good works. But it only goes so far. Let the laws of Sinai chase you only as far as the mount on which Jesus died for you. And then it goes no further than that. You say, well, then does that mean I get to live licentiously? No, you still obey the laws as the principles from the Old Testament apply to you and certainly direct commands in the New Testament. But you're no longer under their authority. And so when we have T-shirts that say things like live, love or church signs, that's law, law, living, live, love. You're telling people what to do. And not that there's never a time and a place for that. But let's just remember, we're not giving people good news when we say, be kind. Church sign, we have a ghost. His name is Holy. 
We have a ghost. His name is Holy. Is there anybody, and I mean anybody because the Holy Spirit is a person, is there anybody more abused than the Holy Spirit? I don't think so. And, and interestingly, it tends to come from circles that make the Holy Spirit preeminent in their worship and teaching. The focus is on the Holy Spirit, and yet so often abused. He's blue and like a genie, and he, he flies around the throne with angels and just blasphemy. That was, that was uh, Jen Johnson, right? I think the daughter of Bill yes, Johnson out yes. of Bethel. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, just so abused, and they're the ones who try to get you high on the spirit, and I mean that literally. They try to get you high on the Holy Ghost. Remember Token the Ghost? There's another abuse of the Holy Spirit. Um, A little more R-E-S-P-E-C-T. He is the third person of the Trinitarian Godhead. Church sign, repent. Hell is no place to spend eternity. Yay! Yay! You preach, church sign! Go get them! Repentance is never a bad message. Church sign, you can't have a testimony without a test. Um, that's technically not true. <laughs> because a testimony is not necessarily about victories. A testimony is simply, well, what would the words be here? Let's see. Testimony. Testify is in there. And so it's merely to speak, here's true, accurate history. So the Christian testimony should, watch this, include law and gospel. If you want to give your testimony by way of evangelism, I guess it would be if you want to evangelize by way of giving a testimony, I'm down with that. But make sure that your testimony includes the law and the gospel. Too often, you know, I was lonely. I was in a crack band. That's right, a crack band. This is a band that didn't play good music and did a lot of crack. And I was participating in this and that sin, but then I found Jesus, or I had an empty hole in my heart, but Jesus filled it. Okay, well, all of those things may or may not be true. That's not a testimony. A testimony is I'm tripping along through life, no regard for God, and then he opened my eyes to the two tablets of his laws, and I realized I haven't loved him that I'd made idols, I'd taken his name in vain, I dishonored my parents, I was a murderer at heart, an adulterer at heart, I stole, I coveted, I lied, I was a sinner, but the laws of Mount Sinai chased me to Mount Calvary where I saw Jesus bleed and die for my sins. I put my faith in him, repented of my sins. My slate has not just been wiped clean, it has been filled with the righteousness of Jesus. And now... I'm a child of God, and I'm happy all the day, and that is available to you also. Repent and put your trust in Jesus Christ today, and then you too will have a very good law, gospel, testimony. And until tomorrow, go serve your king.